with Chelsea Frank. I have had so much fun making this podcast. It's like every time I record, I'm on vacation again. Could I be cheesier? You know, honestly, I do think I could be cheesier. Um, Today on the pod, we're going to be talking about an epic press trip I took a couple years ago. It was before the pandemic, so when you hear this story... Just remember that we didn't know how disgusting everybody was then. It was a it was a different time. Um, I went to Hedonism 2 in Jamaica. And if you haven't heard about it, your parents have. Um, it's been around forever. And honestly, the clientele reflects that. I want to say it was one of the most memorable press trips I've ever taken. Um, and if you don't know what a press trip is yet, I'll quickly explain. Um I am a travel writer and I uh, go on these press trips. They're also sometimes called fam trips. And essentially what happens in the the industry, <laughs> in the travel industry, is that um, a, a, a hotel or a product or a brand, a tourism board, a festival, anything under the bracket of travel will, uh, you know, they need to get exposure. They need to get out there. So they will have a PR agency um, working for them and they'll invite media influencers, writers, photographers to come and go on like a little trip with them where they pay for everything and they host you and you experience whatever it is they're trying to promote. And then the hope is that you will then write about it or blog about it or, or influence about it. Um, and that will in turn create profit for them because then more exposure leads to more people knowing about it and then booking whatever it is and using the product or going to the hotel or whatever it is. Anyway, that's why they do it. Uh, it's very effective for them. Keep doing it because I want to keep going on these trips. Anyway, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure that your boss has never called you up and said, hey, I'm going to need you to take a squirting workshop in Jamaica. But that is what happened to me. And thank God we don't have HR there. Um, I was like, is this how I can't believe that I spent $200,000 to go to college and I am getting calls like, hey, going to need you to take Again, let me just say it in case you missed it the first time. A squirting workshop in Jamaica. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, famously, hell yeah. I don't give a shit. Look what I do for a living. I it's I would never go to a nude resort on my own. Not because I think there's anything wrong. I just, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't think to go on my own. You know, I can... I can, a nude resort for me is sitting on my couch, clams out, watching Selling Sunset. That's a nude resort for me. I don't really need to go anywhere, but I was interested. And, you know, I want to talk about this because I found that this trip really, uh, I, I thought it was, it's a good example of the power of travel. That's right. I, can you hear me on the soapbox that I'm on? Can you hear me down there? Um, it is it is kind of powerful what it, what traveling can do. It's it's incredible. So I get this call and I say, sure, no problem. I have no idea what to expect. 
Uh, it's a nude resort. What does that even mean? Well, well we're going to strap in because we're going to find out. I, I get there and I'm the only travel writer. Everyone else is a sex writer. And if you've never met a sex writer before, they are exactly what you would expect. Um, I'm talking all the trappings. You know, they've got little one girl had a vibe, mini vibrator. You know, those like those want the wand, the like vibrator, little tiny mini ones on our ears. Um, they're all about astrology. I'm hearing a lot of, ah, oh, it's a Gemini thing for me to do. Oh God, you're a Virgo. You're such a Virgo. I'm really, I got a lot of Taurus energy from you. One girl's busting out the tarot cards. You know, it's, there's crystals. I, it's really on the nose. It's almost a little too on the nose. I'm like, guys, come on. Um, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, immediate sort of pronoun use, which I'm all for. But, you know, I, I'm, I, it just, it was all the stuff, right? And I was like, guys, I honestly, if I wrote you, they'd, they'd tell me, Chelsea, take it, take it back to, to editing. This is too obvious. Um, I did clock one very sexy lesbian that was, uh, one of the sex writers. And I was like, mm, damn, those abs make me feel terrible about myself. And in a way that I, I don't know if I want to spend five days at a nude resort with this girl who has 12 abs, but anyway, I, I, I digress. So I show up and I'm like, wow. And, and she's like, oh, I thought you were a sex writer. And I said, no, honey, I'm a travel writer. What gave you that idea? Is it the 4,000 thirst traps I have on my Instagram? Could have been that. Hey, honey, I'm trying to grow a following. You know, I got to do what I got to do. Anyway, I was very excited to be there. I, 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 I fancy myself a very open-minded individual. You know, I, I don't feel like a lot can phase me. I've been through it. I've seen it. I've done it. I, I really thought, no big deal. Well, <laughs> okay. I get there. The first thing I see is a picture of Mona Lisa, except for her tits out. It's the Mona Lisa with nipples. And I said, okay, well, we're just going to, st- okay, we're just strapping on. All right, let's go. Okay. Nipples on Mona Lisa. There are old sweaty balls everywhere. It, there's a scent of like smegma, a lot of jizz vibes. Uh, you know, there's getting notes of uh, uh, pre and post cum. I think post cum is just cum, whatever. And I'm I'm suddenly sweating. I'm now very uncomfortable. And I surprise myself because I go, what what is this? I thought I was sex positive. What happened to sex positive Chelsea, as they call me? No one calls me that. And I'm just thinking, wow, why am I getting so uncomfortable and tense? I thought I was so cool and so this and so that. I had all these ideas about myself. And I walk in and everyone, there's all ages, shapes, sizes, colors. It's it's very nice to see, actually so diverse and but everyone's naked or they're or they're not naked necessarily they're partially clothed but because i know in the dining area you have to be wearing something um you have to be wearing like something on the bottom and top or whatever if you're a woman and but i i do notice it's 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 clothing light it's diet clothing going on here you know and i'm getting very very tense so i i want to go to my room and just put my stuff away and I go to my room and what do I see? Walking up the stairs, I see a couple coming out of their room. 
They must have been in their 50s, I'd guess. Butt naked, sweaty. Giving the aura of post-sex glow, you know? He's still fully erect. And I am clutching my pearls. I am like, honey, I am not in Calabasas anymore. So I go into my room and I sit down and I go, what have I gotten my cute little self into? I, I, I simply, I'm like, this is so advanced for, if you call yourself sex positive, I dare you to go to this resort. It's, it'll, it'll make you check yourself. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing that I'm getting very uncomfortable very fast. And I go, I don't know. I'm going to do this for five days. I'm getting a little judgy, you know, there's a little judgment happening. I'm just kind of like, why do you guys feel the need to do this? But okay. And of course, the first thing I want to do is go. So, so I, I've been informed there's a nude side and a prude side. Now the nude side or the prude side is clothing optional. You can be no, nude if you'd like, but you also can be wearing clothes on the nude side. It's like they hate clothing. I mean, you can maybe wear a hat if you're lucky, but you cannot be wearing a lick of clothing otherwise. It is really something to behold. I mean, I it's quite something. So I go to the nude side and no phones are allowed, no cameras, which obviously for, you know, duh. Um, but if I wish I could show you, it was, it was insane. I mean, there were so many people, first of all, there's no one on the prude side. Okay. They, I'm like, this place is fucking empty. I go to the the nude side. It's packed. It's like, you know, like Carson Daly spring break, Cancun MTV. Like when we were all young, it's like that, but all those people at the age they were then now. Okay. It's like, the same exact crowd, but elderly. Uh, again, there's couples, there's singles, there's music playing, there's people in the pool drinking, there's fellatio happening, cunnilingus. It's quite medical, you know? And um, I'm shocked. Let's just say that. I'm shocked. I... I and look, I am not the most um, comfortable person in in the in the nude. Famously, no guy I've ever dated, except for the man I am with now, my future husband, um, is has seen me naked in the light. Not one of them. I am one of those nightmares that is like, don't look when I have to go to the bathroom after sex. I am like a I am a nude with the lights off person. Okay. I take off my towel and I put it in a little cubby hole and I say, you know what, Chelsea, when in fucking Rome, actually when in Jamaica, burn your areolas and let's go, you know? So I shocked myself. I tried. I said, you know what? Let's just dive right in. Let's dive into the sex pool, get a drink, try to have a good time. And I'm looking around and everyone is sort of, deep in conversation. I mean, it's not just like light chatter. There are like heartfelt conversations going on. It is serious. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wow, wow, interesting. Cause you know, at a Vegas, like party, like, a, you know, those pool parties they have in Vegas where it's like, everyone's wearing teeny tiny little outfits and it's very like charged. The atmosphere is very like 
ah, this feels rapey and gross. And like, cover your drinks, ladies. You know, like it's, it's not, it's uncomfortable. There wasn't any of that for, for everyone was naked. So it's like the icebreaker, the ultimate icebreaker is nudity. If I do say so. And people are just really having a good time. No one's looking at anyone's bodies. Really. It's not really, I mean, there's some kind of like, there, there's some like kind of like people checking each other out, but it's no more than any other pool party. You know what I mean? Where bodies are on display, but it, it, it was very, it felt very comfortable and open. And I was like, wow, okay. I'm so uncomfortable yet very comfortable. It's very strange. You know, it's kind of exhausting to be in that <laughs> dichotomy, if you will. So I get a drink, right? served to me by a man whose testicles are ginormous. And I I just it, think about every bartender you've ever had. Imagine if you could see their balls while they're handing you like a gin and tonic. It's truly something. Um, so I get my drink and I, this woman starts talking to me and she goes, oh, I haven't seen you. Are you did you just get here? And I said, yeah, I'm actually a journalist and I'm covering this resort. And you would have thought I said I'm selling the world's greatest weed, right? Like I get a a mob of people coming to me. Oh my God. Talk to this journalist. Talk to this journalist. She's covering. And then one woman's, I've been here 200 times. I brought every man I've ever been married to. And I'm like, Oh, that's a lot to unpack in that statement. Um, I've been coming here since the seventies. We, we save up all year to come here. I come here three times a, a year. Um, you know, this is our local hang. We live in Kentucky, but we make it out here every fucking other month. Like everyone's just like, this is the greatest place that's ever existed. And I'm just like, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe the hotel really knows how to do their PR and they just planted these people. But me thinks they, I, I believe it. I'm, I'm just, people are talking about, oh, you got to try this. You got to do that. You got to do this workshop. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, this one woman was like, oh, you're under my wing for the week. And I was like, okay, this is the woman who said I have been here like 165 times. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. She's like, I've been here since the seventies and I come three times a year. So you do the math. Okay. She knows this place. She practically, she's probably a partial shareholder in the goddamn resort. So she tells me all about things I can't miss, blah, blah, blah. Got to go to the playroom at 10 PM. It's the place to be. I'm like, what are these conversations? I'm still feeling a little judgy, you know, like I'm noticing someone's giving like a blow job by the pool. And I'm like, that's so gross. Like, I don't want to see that, you know, but I'm being, I'm being a little judgy. I can feel myself kind of having that visceral reaction of disgust. And I'm, I'm just thinking, wow, I don't, know why I'm being like this, but I mean, I, I, it's not, no one's hurting anybody. I mean, if, if I saw any, any weird activity, I, I mean, that would warrant disgust, but people are just living their goddamn lives, you know? So the week progresses and, you know, we, we check, there's nightly parties and a lot of, you know, those like soap parties where they, the foam party, disgusting, literally never go in one of those things. It is, you're asking to get a rare disease by going in there. Um, but there's nightly parties and, and the buffet is good and there's jerk chicken galore. And I do love me some jerk. Um, I really wanted to write an article where the headline was in search of the perfect jerk at a clothing optional resort, but I don't know. I feel like the algorithm wouldn't be kind to that. 
Anyway, I am experiencing the resort. It is what it is. It's fine. You know, the, the sex writers are in full crazy ass swing. Um, and okay. The squirting workshop that I've heard so much about, first of all, I've never even heard of a squirting workshop before. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've just, I don't, I, I'm sure I knew they might, ex- I mean, I don't know. I just, how often are you thinking about that? Right. But I, I, you know, I, I, it's time for my squirting workshop. It happens to be my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Okay. Um, and the woman who's taken me under her wing is like, oh, you should try. I know you have the scheduled one, but you should try my friend. I'm like, oh God, I don't want like discount squirting workshop. You know what I mean? I don't want the trunk of a car squirting workshop. Um, but she's like, no, he has got a PhD in female ejaculation. Now, okay, let's take a minute to think about that. A PhD in female ejaculation. A P. Can you imagine being like, mom, dad, I've decided to take four years and $200,000 to finger my TA. A P. Okay, I can't. I just can't. I mean, what? That is insane. Anyway, she says, oh, you know, he's great. And he's actually the competitor of the person that you're going to go see. I'm like, oh, there's a fucking battle. It's like battle of the squirting workshops. I'm dying. So I obviously have to. Now that I know there's a war, I have to see this guy. And she says, yeah, I'll go get him for you. She introduces me to this guy and he's with his wife. And he says, I hear you're in need of a squirting workshop. And I'm like, need? Okay. Um, so he says, well, let's go to your hotel room. And I'm like, is this literally how I die? Is this like the, I always fancied myself as somebody who might get murdered, but I was like, this is, this is going to put me over the edge. Um, but you know, whatever, like I said, one in Rome. So he take we go to my, him and his wife and we walk over to my hotel room. He puts a towel down on the bed. I'm like, oh my God. And he goes, why don't I start on my wife first? And I'm like, you want me to sit on this couch and watch you squirt off your wife of like 75 years. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. He starts to like go to town on his wife. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm, am I like, am I supposed to give like feedback? Am I supposed to be like, giving constructive criticism? Am I supposed to be like rooting for them in the bleachers? I don't know what, what are you, what is the fucking etiquette of watching a man try to make his wife of a bajillion years squirt? Cause these are elderly people, like elderly. I am so uncomfortable and yet so intrigued. I mean, honestly, it's like, I, it's like, I couldn't not look, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't want to look, but I, I have to look like now I have to. They do their thing. He, I didn't I, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't impressed by what I saw. Now I have, I've seen exactly one squirting, private squirting workshop in my life. Two, actually, now, now that I think about it, we'll get there. But I wasn't impressed. You know, well, I was hoping for some shower, some kind of crazy fountain. I didn't, it was whatever, you know. Now he goes, okay, your turn. I go, can you wash your goddamn hands? Okay. I came here 
without any STDs, I am leaving here without any any STDs. If I if it if my life depends on it. He washes his hands. He replaces the towel. He tells me to close my eyes. I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna get fucking killed. I'm gonna get murdered. I'm actually gonna get murdered. I can't believe this is what I'm doing with my life, but whatever. He starts doing his thing. You know, I will say, he knows his way around a vagina, but I, it's, 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 he's like trying all these techniques. I'm like, honestly, I couldn't be less interested in what's going on right now. Like, you couldn't make me squirt if you squeezed me like a wet rag, you know, like, I just, I'm not into this. I'm not turned on. I'm horrified. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I feel like I'm just, this isn't it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I consented to the activity, but I don't really, I'm not loving it. You know, obviously he's determined. I mean, he, he has a PhD for crying out loud and he'll be paying off those loans forever. But I, I just am like, look, dude, I'm sure you're great at what you do, but I don't think today is the day that we're going to make me, that we're going to make me squirt. And he goes, no problem. And he hands me a card with his name and his information. And he says, I'm actually really looking to get into food writing. If you wouldn't mind helping me out, introducing me to some editors. (sighs) Yeah. I'm like, let me put my pants on before we start talking business. He leaves. I, th- I could see the disappointment in his face. Like, fuck. I really hope she doesn't go to that other woman. And I hope that other woman isn't successful. I never saw him again. Thank God. Okay. So now it's time for the scheduled squirting workshop, right? It's still a private event, but it's with a woman. It's just me and her. And she goes, I want to show you on myself first. What is with everybody and trying to do these like public displays? I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, with any teacher, they do want to kind of show their work. They want to show you that they're, they know what they're doing. I get it. I mean, it's a little weirder when it's a squirting workshop, but you know, there's, they just want to show you, okay, I'm the real deal. And I'm like, I believe you, you know, that this is what you do with your life. I fucking believe you. Like, I, I don't need evidence, you know, but she, she makes me, she's like, let's go in the shower. And she, 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 you know, I like her approach because she's very educational. She's very, you got to use a glass dildo. It's cleaner. She's very all about like hygiene. I'm into it. Um, and look, I'm not trying to look the other guy. It was a rogue experience. He wasn't prepared. He didn't have all his tools. He wasn't prepared. I'm not trying to say he was not good at his job, but I'm just saying I like her approach. Okay. So. She, we were in the bathroom, right? And she's sitting in the shower and it takes her literally, okay, 15 seconds. And this woman, oh, for, sorry. First of all, she takes her tampon out first. I'm like, are you on your, where am I? What is happening? This is legit insane, okay? She starts jerking herself off with this, with this glass dildo. And I'm like, I'm, I'm legit. If I had pearls, I didn't because <laughs> it's clothing optional. Um, I would be clutching them. I was like, I can't, I, I hope no one ever finds out about this until I do a podcast and tell everybody in the world about it. Um, and she's showing me on herself and she's literally gushing. Like it's a flood. It's a fucking, I'm like, there, here we go. 
It's a hurricane down there. I'm like, all right. Okay. Okay. I see you. Let the professionals profession. I am here for it. Go ahead, queen. Go off. You will. You are actually going off. It's okay. Um, so she starts, she's like, okay, lay down. I'm going to teach you about the five hot spots in a woman's vagina. And I'm like, five, five, five hot spots. You're telling me there are five. She, uh, first of all, uh, she's like, hot spots mean like places that can help you come in your vagina. You have five main ones. And I go, you're telling me that men have one hot spot and we managed to figure out how to make them come pretty much every single time. But we have five, and these motherfuckers can't figure it out. They can't figure out one in five. Do better, dudes. Do better. So she teaches me about the hotspots. And I'm I'm not quite as uncomfortable as I was the first time. First of all, now I'm basically, you know, I'm a regular at these things. So... She's teaching me all about this, showing me, you know, how I could do it myself, how I could teach a part. She's giving me language. She's saying, you know, if you want to help your partner help you get there, this is how. This is the words you could use, descriptors, locations. You know, you could guide him or her and you're in whatever way, blah, blah, blah. I'm really into her approach. I can see why there's a war. They have very different styles. Again, he wasn't prepared we weren't at a studio or anything. So like, you know, maybe he, maybe he's, it wasn't a good reading, but I will say she really had her shit together, you know? And I, of course I don't squirt again. You know, I, I must be the water bill. I thank God is very low, but, uh, it's not given any output. Um, she did say I'm, I'm probably dehydrated and that is true about me. I am chronically de- dehydrated. If you if you know me at all, or if you've heard other episodes, I, big water, I don't believe you. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Water is, I just don't get it. I've, I've been hydrated. I've been dehydrated. I feel the same, honestly. Um, but she's like, it, the more hydrated you are, the more there's stuff there to produce, you know, you, you get it. You get it. I don't have to explain science to you. So she, you know, finished And it's more of a, look, I'm not trying, we're not putting pressure on the situation. I'm just guiding you through the experience of, of how, if you wanted to, here's how it could happen. And I appreciate that. I felt less pressure, you know? So we wrap up and, and she says, you know, you did a great job. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you're right. I crushed this. I laid there and took it like a champ. Um, it's over. I literally never want to talk about that experience ever again. That's how I'm feeling at the time now. You know, can't wait to tell you. <laughs> um, but it was bizarre, to say the least. Um, I check out the playroom. Now, this place is quite something. It is probably the nicest place in the whole compound. It's incredible. It's like you get in there, first of all. They, it's open past 10 p.m., I think. I don't know. I don't quote me on that, but it's, it's open at night. And you go in and you have to take all your clothes off and you put them in these little, they call them cubbies. I'm like, Queens, can we not call it a cubby? A cubby is for like five-year-olds at kindergarten. Let's not call it a cubby. All right. Like a locker, maybe. Um, so we put our clothes in the, you're not allowed to wear any clothes. Shocker. Can't wear fucking clothes. It's like, this place hates fabric. So... We 
go, uh, me, uh, we, me and this other sex writer, we go in and we want to check it out. Because, you know, we're hard-hitting journalists. We need to know what's going on. And we walk around and it's like there's a dungeon and people are flogging and there's like a witchy area with like mood lighting and beds and contraptions and BDSM stuff. There's like a spa area with like a hot tub. I'm like, I'm not fucking going in that thing. Gross. There's beds. There's bathrooms, very white bathrooms, very clean, hygienic looking. I appreciate that. Um, lots of little rooms. You know, it's 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 a little like sex area where freaky shit goes on past 10 p.m. Everyone stops you and is like, hey, you want to? And I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Get out of my way. I'm just here to do research. Um, you know, we witness there's an orgy happening. Now, I don't know if you've ever witnessed an orgy. It is just, um, wow. It's really something. A lot of, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Honestly, it's like, it's like sex origami. You know, I just don't, I, it's, I don't even know how it works. I don't know how things go where and when, and it's just, it seems like it would be fun if you're into it, but I'm, I'm just a little, it's a little too much sensory overload for someone like me, you know? I don't like that much. I don't like that much action going on. I'm a one-on-one vibe kind of girl. I'm I'm legit propositioned 8,000 times for uh, sex, group sex. I'm like, this is just, it's crazy. Anyway, I've, I watching the orgy was, was uh, um, had a lot of, had all the elements of a good movie, you know? Drama, suspense, thrill, sometimes comedy. It was good. It was layered. Um, what else could I say about this resort? It, it's, um, first of all, <laughs> my hottest tip about this place is wear sunscreen. Okay. Because holy shit, I got the worst burn of my life on my areolas and on the upper pussy area. Like the lips were burnt. I, it's like, I've, you, you don't know you, your asshole can get burnt here. You know, places that never see the sun. So, you know, wear your sunscreen, honestly, like truly when people ask me, like, how was, how was, I'm like, wear sunscreen. They're like, that's your biggest takeaway. I'm like, you don't know the burns you could get and nor should you, but sunscreen it up, you know, make sure it's reef safe. We don't want to be bleaching the shit out of our coral reefs. Um, what else can I say? You know, the food was good. I know that people, you know, come on, you got to eat. You got to keep up the stamina for crying out loud. So food was good. I will say very good. They had a jerk chicken making competition going on. I'm like, yeah, that, cause that's what people want to do here. They want to cook. That's what people came here for to have a jerk chicken competition. I, let me just say, none of us white bitches are going to know how to make jerk chicken. Okay. But I, you know, needless to say, I lost that competition. By the end of the week, I got to say, I I felt like I changed a lot. I felt like what I learned was I was very judgmental going in and I had a lot of preconceived notions and I, I call myself sex positive. I say that I'm open-minded, but really I got there and I was really judgy. I, I, I have to admit I was really judgy. By the end, I felt like the conversations that I had had with people um, were really illuminating. A lot of people felt like they couldn't be themselves wherever they came from. Maybe they were from a conservative small town and maybe they didn't want everyone finding out what kinks or fetishes they were into or that they were in an open marriage or that whatever, you know, whatever reason. 
And I think I'm spoiled because I'm from Los Angeles and here everyone's a fucking weirdo. So, you know, we don't have to worry as much. I mean, there's still a lot of shame and a lot of um, sex shame here too, but I think it's less than in other places. And I think, so a lot of people go there because they feel like it's, it's a anonymous place, very open. People are not going to judge them. Um, they can feel good about their bodies and open about being naked. And it's just a safe haven to be free. And I really love that. I love that about it. I thought, you know, this place is saving marriages right and left. And honestly, honey, I famously love marriage. So I thought that was great. I think that it's not for the faint of heart. If you are squeamish, there are fluids abound. Um, I think that, you know, it takes a little getting used to. Look, it's a, a contrast from your daily life. But it's interesting. I, 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 I do recommend if you want an interesting sexual experience, if you want to change, if you're in a marriage that needs a little spicing up, why not? Let's go. It's also Jamaica. It's beautiful. Jamaica's gorgeous. I'll tell you one thing. I didn't fucking have one cultural experience the entire goddamn time. Can't tell you anything about Jamaican culture. But um, I, d- I will say it gave me an appreciation for um, people who spread sexual joy and freedom. I, gave- I-, I appreciate that because I feel like we all need a little bit of... Uh, a little freedom in our lives, you know? Um, I, I I don't know what's happened after the pandemic. I don't know how that place is in business still because, you know, famously people are disgusting. And I think, you know, it's a lot of fluid exchanging. But if you're at all interested, I, I, I can recommend. Um, please report back. And my final thoughts on this are rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. See you next week on Globe Thoughting with Chelsea Frank. That sounded gross. Bye.